Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, what are good and bad traits in people you work with? Our thanks to Envision for sponsoring this week's episode. Do you use spaces in Mac, in your macOS? Oh, uh, f- technically yes, but just to change my wallpaper easily. <laughs> I always oh like move all the windows <laughs> to the one space. Um, okay. So yeah, I have a few wallpaper presets, depending on how, mm. how I'm feeling. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, like true <laughs> Mac purists, they don't use spaces because that's like a new thing. It wasn't there on right. the os 8 or whatever the classic era uh but i i like i love them i use them a lot i feel like it's old enough by now that it's past the threshold uh <laughs> but i will totally recognize that like anyone using uh the launch pad is like total amateur to me <laughs> like, what are you doing like <laughs> you shouldn't have that computing power like go back to your ipad <laughs> Well, I use uh, Mission Control, I think that's, or whatever it's called. Oh, Mission Control's fine. No, no, Launchpad is the thing with the, the app icon. Oh, Launchpad, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the iPad. Yeah, no, that's, well, yeah, no, that's weird. Um, anywho, we have follow-up. Follow-up. Um, first, ah, dang it, I should get the name. Who pointed this out to us? Um, apparently, I, on the last episode... On the recommendations, I was talking about like sound editing, sound design, that Star Wars thing. And I kept saying folio, referring to this one thing as folio. Oh, yeah, it was our friend Jose. There you go. Jose Vincente. Jose Vicente? I don't know if he's Portuguese. That's how we pronounce it. Oh, okay. Jose Vicente? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Apologies for the pronunciation. <laughs> so apparently, uh, the, 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 the proper way to say it is foley. And I kept saying folio. I'm so sorry if I confused. Wait, you just said the opposite. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. no. Okay, yeah, dude, oh, don't make this worse. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it right. It's foley, not folio. Um, yeah, I clearly don't know what I was talking about. Right. But uh, yeah, so correction. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, and uh, hopefully we've addressed it, and now we're good. We'll totally make that mistake again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, yeah, the trick is to never mention sound design ever again. Um, no. So. <laughs> um, also, in the follow-up category, our listener of the month, uh, uh, Chevy. Of the month? Of the year. Well, do we have a of the month award? We don't. <laughs> oh, but now he is. Well, February... Uh, listener of the month, I guess. You know what? You can, I don't know. You know um, what? You can buy your own listener of the the month. Award. He tweeted at us uh, a very in depth uh, follow up on our episode. Once again, this one is public, so we're gonna put a link in the show notes. Um, and that was awesome. Uh, Chevy really knows what he's talking about, especially regarding uh, video editing and sound editing. Um, and it was really insightful, and I love that. So thanks, Jeffy, for writing in. Yeah, absolutely. Still waiting for his playlist. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you hear that? Give me one second. Someone's at the door. Oh. Sorry. Okay, so Rafa's, Rafa's leaving his office now. Um, And he's going to the door. What do you think he's receiving? Is that a package from Amazon? Dude, the worst thing possible that could have happened will happen. Someone from the electricity company, whatever, they're going to cut no. power for like five minutes. Oh, five minutes. Okay, that's fine. Five minutes. Okay. So the listeners and I were, by, while you were away, <laughs> we were making guesses as to what the delivery might be. If you guessed Amazon, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, guess who's back? Back again, Eminem. It's our friends at Envision. So if you don't know Envision, what Envision is by now, 
I don't know what planet you're living on, uh, and I don't know what, what podcast you've been listening to, because <laughs> they've been sponsoring us for the last couple of weeks. Um, but say you're magically tuning into this episode. This, is, this might be the first layout episode you've ever listened to. Um, let me tell you about Envision. So Envision is the digital product design platform that is used to make the world's best customer experiences. What does that mean? Well, it means that it's a platform where all of your team can collaborate Uh, you can upload all your mockups. You can link between your different screens, create interactive prototypes. You can have comments. You can have everyone from like your CEO to the developers you're working with, to the product managers, all have this central place where they can go and see the work, review the work, and collaborate together. Um, it's an amazing tool. It's used by tons of companies like Airbnb, Amazon, HBO, Netflix, Nike, Slack, Starbucks, and even Shopify. I use it. We use it. Uh, and it's really great. Um, InVision really helps you design better products faster. And the another benefit of that is that all of the work is posted online. So it doesn't need to be like stuck on a wall somewhere where like you never know what's going to happen to it it's inclusive of remote team members um so it's a really great tool um and uh, they even provide like educational resources uh for for teams to navigate the different stages of the product design process from ideation all the way through development um envision is like a huge member of the design community they sponsor lots of things um they sponsor the show but um i think they're just like want good design to happen and that it's so awesome to see that there's a company that's advocating for that um all right so if you're interested what do you do it's simple you go to envisionapp.com so that's envisionapp.com and go check them out sign up uh and a huge thanks to them for sponsoring the show Okay, let's go to our main topic. What's our main topic, Kevin, for today, for this week, for this episode, now? All right, so uh, this week we're going to tackle a listener topic, which I'm super happy about. This It's always super fun for us to hear about the things that you want to hear about. Um, so this is a great example of that. I thought it was a great question. Um, uh, this question was by Chris Doner, uh, and he asked us, What are the good and bad traits in PMs you work with? Uh, and you could also do the same for devs. So he's curious, what traits in these coworkers tell you, okay, I'm on a good team? And I think this is a, an interesting question because uh, it applies. I mean, he specifically singled out like PMs and developers, but I think it applies to anyone else that might be on your team. Um, and for me, it's, in one way like also something that i'm interested in because hey i want to be a good team member <laughs> um so if these are the things that i value uh maybe these should be traits that i should also have um to make sure the other team members on my team like working with me <laughs> um so um Do you have, I mean, I have a lot of things to say about this, but Rafa, do you have any sort of opening statements? <laughs> um, no, not really. I'm ready to just dive in. Um, thinking about this, this question, like it's been difficult for me to come up with just like skills, like professional skills. I can always just go to human traits and like personal traits, um, So hopefully you have some of those like skill set that you're looking for in a team member. But um, but yeah, let's let's just dive in. So one of the first uh, traits that I look for in in people on my team, whether I'm hiring or whether it's just like I have, happen to be working with this person, um, one like really good trait that for me is extremely important is passion. And it sounds kind of silly and cliche, but if you really care about what you do, like we're going to get along so much better <laughs> than if you don't. Like part of me feels like I can't really do anything if you do not care <laughs> about the stuff that you're doing. Um, 
because because if you do then like you want to get better you want to do something fun you want to do something interesting you want to push the boundaries um but if you don't have that kind of inner passion if for you this is just like you're going to be doing the amount of hours you need to be to be doing and then you're just going to go home and not think about it and kind of like not care about the the work that you're producing then I feel like I, I, I'm just going to have a real hard time because I'm really passionate about what I do. And, and for me, it matters that we create something great together. So for me, I'd say that would be the first trait. That's a good one. I, I 100% subscribe to that. Because <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, our job, our main job, it's going to take up a lot of time in your life uh right it's like most of the time like i spend more time working than i spend like you know hanging out with my girlfriend right like just that's just the way it is i spend a lot of time doing this and so because of that i spend a lot of time um communicating and working with these people with my team um and if we're just here to do this job and it's like you know nine to five and after five i clock out and i'm done don't talk to me um <laughs> <laughs> which is also a legit thing we can go later but you know if there's no interest if you're just doing this because you're being forced to uh, it's really hard to like be excited <laughs> to work with you yeah um it's 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 a yeah it's hard to share that passion because hopefully you like what you do right <laughs> um <laughs> and, you, and there's like this energy that comes out of it that it's really hard to quantify to measure it's really hard to yeah. like describe it but you can tell when you're surrounded by a group of people that are really like excited to be working on this if it's a product company you know excited about the product and what we're building and what we're like our mission is and our goal is um and i've also seen that because of that because of the importance of, of that passion and that drive um a lot of companies have I've come to 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 realize how important it is, and so it's also changing a little bit how some teams are built, and like hierarchy is kind of lost, and how like how communication is so important. Um, maybe it's just from my experience, but I see that it's more common nowadays to have your founders like be super open about how are we doing? Like, what are our metrics? What is like, how much money do we have? Like, what are we doing? What is our plan? You know, it's very open. Why? Because their mission, to, you know, their, whatever it is, just to be successful or, you know, reach a million users or whatever it is, the mission, the mission. If you're very open and transparent about uh, the journey, you're just sharing that excitement. And you're also making all of your team members like to be a part of this, of this, um, this journey this adventure because if you're just a designer just focus on making things pretty or if you're an account you know like oh you work in sales don't worry about exactly what we're building just worry about getting client like that's a way to isolate people and then that energy is kind of lost mm -hmm. so damn i went on a ramble but yes that is important to me <laughs> Yeah. So I'd say my second one um is maybe related to to the first one but for me there has to be some things that I can learn from you. So whether it's some sort of like technical skill that you're really good at, like I I feel like I tend to work really well when I'm surrounded with people that I can trust to be really talented at what they do. Um and so that can be like on a like just a specific skill. So say it's working with another designer or working with a developer. Um, I need to be able to trust this person that, hey, they've got this covered and that I can learn something from them. And in certain cases, it's it doesn't have to be on like a technical aspect. It can be personality wise of, hey, this person has a very different personality from from the one I have, the very different perspective um, on certain like either work ideas or product ideas and that to me is very valuable because i'm a or at least i'd like to to hope that i'm a curious person uh and 
one of the things that I love the most whenever I'm working with other people is is like basically downloading as much information from their brain uh, as possible and and importing it into my brain um and maybe that's kind of a selfish action um but for me it's that's like one of the main reasons why you want to work in a team uh other than the fact that well if you work in a team then you can basically multiply the amount of hours that you can spend on things but i think there's there's something that's beyond that it's i don't want just clones of myself i want people who are going to make working on the product and the project more enriching enriching and basically allow us to get to solutions that we never would have before uh if we were on our own um so yeah that's that's my second one and they go really well hand hand in hand the, the first one like being <laughs> passionate and then you can learn from they work very well together because if someone is very passionate about what they're doing like i could listen to someone talk about you know some weird skill set <laughs> that i have no natural interest in but if someone is talking about what with such a passion, like, and you can tell that they really care about this stuff and they know a lot. Um, it's fascinating to, to hear that person speak, <laughs> talk about this subject. Um, yeah. Like I have coworkers that are super intense, like back, like true backend developer who is going to go into like such a deep level of technicalness. Uh, but it's still going to be able to just like talk about it and explain it in a way that's accessible to me. And I find just that so interesting to hear and talk about that, like really like deep system systems thinking approach. And it's, mm -hmm. that's contagious. Like that just makes me want to do a really good job. Um, and I think it just makes everyone better for it. Um, I would add and this is like way more of a personal trait, <laughs> but um, being humble, uh, sit down. Um, <laughs> Ding. Um, like, for sake of argument, I don't know if this is like grammatically correct, but um, humbleness as opposed to like arrogance, I don't know if it's exactly like the opposite, but um, from experience, I I think the more talented and the more competent you are the more humble you also are usually people who are very arrogant and think very highly of themselves they're not that great usually <laughs> um it's usually like early on in your career that you think you're the shit right and like let's use an example like wilson minor which is a very like experience he has a lot of experience has a lot of talent it's one of my heroes and when i talk to him in like in conversation he's one of the most humble person I've met and I've talked to. And you're like, wait, no, you're allowed to be arrogant. Like, I'm <laughs> allowing you to be arrogant because you are indeed a hot shit. <laughs> like, um, but no, like, I think the more you know, the more you know that how little you know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it just, yeah, it just, it changes the perception of you have of, well, like where you are and how exactly, how much you know. So, um, all of this to say that like in day-to-day, -day, like in practice, um, if you're working with someone who is humble, is is just so great. It's like it like it levels up the playing field. Like I don't feel inferior to anyone. Um like I have super like impressive how talented like front enders are, right? As an example. Um and I'm like, I'm always asking questions about front-end because I'm also interested in that. And, and I feel like I'm a very still like noob front-ender. <laughs> um, but, so, but when you talk to, to them, it's like, like this one day I was working towards like this front-end, like weird, complicated problem, complicated for me. Um, and like by, like after three hours, I got to a place where like I got that working and I was super proud and I was like walking them through it and i was like i'm so sorry you probably would figure this out like in three minutes but like uh, here's how you know how i thought about this problem here's my solution i'm kind of like i'm really excited about this and they're like no i would probably even take longer like that's great that's like <laughs> that was a great solution you know like it 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 makes me feel better about me about everyone like it, it's not 
I don't feel um, like intimidated uh, by anything because it's like we're all learning and they are indeed the hot shit, but <laughs> they also come to you like if if I'm a designer in this case, like and design may not be their their like uh, what they're strongest at. Uh, they will approach you with that humbleness of like, I really don't know, right? Like, please tell me and I would like to learn more. And yeah, yeah. no one feels like, you don't feel like a, a, no one's a rock star and no one's like, you know, in this for themselves. And that's, that's a pretty cool trait to have on a teammate. Yeah, absolutely. And it just makes everyone like bring in, want to bring in their best game because they, they're not afraid that they're going to be judged for what they're doing. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's really great. Um, another one for me that's that's pretty important. Um, it's and it's in some ways I think some people can see it as a contrast with humbleness, but I don't think it has to be. Um, and for me, it's the willingness to challenge me and others around the team. Um, and I, like I absolutely think you can be humble and also like be 100% blunt and honest in the feedback that you're giving um and in like when you're we're bouncing ideas together like let's truly debate ideas i don't want you to hold back and not say certain things and like i want to be able to discuss these opposing views and and like at the end of the day we'll we'll have to make some sort of decision uh and and we can make that together and, and that'll be great but i i think that disagreement is one of the best things you can wish for in a team um because it's like i don't know if you've if you've heard that kind of steve jobs things with like the rocks that like hit each other and then polish themselves anyways right. we'll put yeah. a link in the show notes um but i think that was a great analogy i'm not gonna try to like <laughs> go over it again but uh you can go watch the video if you're interested um but yeah like and and one interesting thing about this one i think is that um it it compared to maybe the other ones that one i'd say is very easy to go from someone who isn't necessarily willing to challenge the status quo to someone who then is. Um, I think there's very much a like, hey, did the person just join the team? Like, what kind of environment? Like, how do you set the right expectations for when you expect them to to challenge things? Um, and not everyone is like comfortable with this right out the bat. So you have to tell people like, no, no, no. Like, I want you be 100% brutally honest until you kind of build that relationship. Um, and so I wouldn't say, oh, this person is a bad team member because like they didn't, they didn't criticize me on this or they didn't give me feedback on this. I think it's, it's like a conversation that you need to, to have and like establish that, uh, that trust relationship with your team members. But um, some people are obviously better at this than, than others. Um, but for me, honestly, it's, it's what makes me better. It's what allows us to create better products and think of things or use cases that maybe I wouldn't have on my own. I would add on top of that, and it, it's, it may sound a contradiction, but it's, it's not really. It's like, <laughs> so I think it's really important and it's really valuable if someone questions things and, you know, wants to raise their voice and, like, and, and add to the conversation, even if it's not your, you know, your area of expertise, right? Like if I feel very yeah. strongly about copyright, and I'm not a copywriter, I feel like I should add my voice. Um, and that is very important. Um, but I would add on top of that, that it's also very useful and very important for people to know when to back off. <laughs> and this is a, like, this is a very blurry line. Um, but I've seen a lot of this, like people who challenges, who, you know, who challenge the status quo and, and, and wants to add uh, their voice and opinion. Um, be mindful, if you're doing this, be mindful of everything you don't know. So maybe 
maybe people have been discussing this for four meetings now and there are a lot of baggage that you don't know. So it's important to add your voice, but also be mindful that maybe you don't have all the data. And maybe someone else has been thinking about this for a long time. Um, and also, like, it gets to a point in where maybe you're just being annoying. Because, like, <laughs> we've heard you. We've, you know, we've heard your feedback. We know how important this is to you. We're going to act on it now. Um, and some companies are very good at, at doing that and, and like, you know, uh, acting on your feedback. Some others, like especially big companies, it's kind of hard or at least harder to move because they have to move slowly because it has to go through a lot of people and a lot of, like, levels of hierarchy and stuff. Um, but, like, be mindful of everyone else and, like, and don't be just annoying and be hard to work with. Um And I'm going to tell you, like, I was that person that didn't know exactly when to back off. Um, I was there. Uh, I remember, like, this one company I joined way back in the day. And probably, like, like my first week, I had very strong opinions about, like, their sync service and whatever. Like, no, this is a terrible terrible way to, to share files and stuff. And, like, because we were using... It doesn't matter. But anyway, I had very <laughs> strong opinions. And then I was like... I think we should do this. And then nothing came out of it. And it was like, I put up, put together a, like a keynote presentation, like going exactly, you know, walking through exactly why I think this should, we should do it this way and why not any other way and whatever. And it got to a point where we're like, sure, maybe they could have communicated better, like they, that they've listened and couldn't change because of all these reasons. But yes, I wasn't aware of a lot of context. And so like, Yes, it was good ideas, but I there was a lot of things that I didn't know, and because of those, uh, we can just make that change anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was there. Yeah, in those um, cases, like I feel, what I try to do is always assume good intentions. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like, it's very rare that someone will purposefully try to like make the wrong decision <laughs> like usually people want to make the right decision and want to do what's best for the company for the product for your users um so assume that that's where they're starting from um and um like i i very much subscribe to the idea of let's in some cases let's disagree and commit so in some cases where like you just can't come to a conclusion I'll just be like look <laughs> i don't agree you don't agree like l none of us know basically what the right answer is so like let's just say that we don't agree on this and both decide to commit on this thing and usually it's like one person who is like look okay i don't i don't know for sure that i'm that I'm right and I don't know for sure that you're you're wrong so let's just go with your thing and we'll see how things shake out um, and I think being able to recognize those points are really important because otherwise like you just never move forward um, mm -hmm. and one I think important key element to consider when making that those decisions is how easy is this decision to reverse So in a lot of cases, like if the de decision is easy to reverse, it's like, why are we ha even having this argument? You know, it's like, well, let's just try it out. And if it doesn't work, we'll just change it. Like that's one of the beauty of working on the web, on the internet. Um, we can just change things. Like we're not, we're not sh like Adobe shipping like box cds you know to our, to our customers like it's easy to change um so in the case where we just can't agree let's just like go with one of the solutions and then try to learn from that uh but there are some cases where decisions are hard to reverse and i think that's where you need to have more arguments and you need to be more confident one way or the other um so committing is it always the solution uh but i'd say that oftentimes like when you do that you're just surprised that oh like we were having this big argument and it turns out either it doesn't matter or it turns out oh yeah the the other person was right i was wrong i forgot i didn't know about this one case and thank god we just moved forward um so yeah really really good point there one last thing i would add and it's like it's more you know personal it's not something harder for you to work on <laughs> uh But like, well, 
okay, I'm going to say this. Like being mindful of other people's mental health, other people's personal life and all. Like, and this is rather new to me, uh, but like right now I'm working with people that are super mindful about all of that. And it just, it just makes it so much better to work with them. Um, stuff like we, 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 when we were talking about passion being like, yeah, sure. I work until like five and then I'm done. Um, the opposite can also be kind of dangerous if you're constantly working like, you know, throughout weekends and, and late night and all like my coworkers nowadays will, will, will tell me like, all right, you know what? Take it down, you know, take it <laughs> easy. Um, it's all right. Like we, we know we've, we've seen that you've been working on the weekend. Take your afternoon off, like relax. Mm-hmm. And they are like way more aware of that than I am <laughs> a lot of times. Like, we are recording today because yesterday I was feeling sick and I was like, holy pants, I have vacation in a week. I cannot be sick. Actually, we're, we're you know, close to shipping something. I cannot afford to be sick. And and people on my team were like, well, even though you didn't work this weekend, like I, I can tell that you constantly were like thinking about this, even like you're having dinner or whatever. I can, we can see that you're thinking always about this and Working so much, you know, it, it it takes a hit on your like immunity system and whatever. You know, so it's normal. So you know what? Take the rest of the day. Stop. Yeah. Go to bed. It's people that care about your personal and like well being. It's so refreshing and it's so it's so important. It's so good. So try yeah, to be mindful care about the work. That. Care about the people. I really subscribe to that. Um, and and also I f- I feel like it's like there's something to be said about like knowing your team members outside of just the work con the work context of like just I'm glad you like I I'm glad you brought it up like basically like we ca- like I care about you as like a human being not just as like a machine who produces work <laughs> um, <laughs> so like building that that rapport and and kind of you know having these conversations like i it's not everyone who wants to be best friends with the people they hang out with at work and i don't think it's necessary um but i i think i can certainly appreciate when someone can see or recognize oh hey i'm like going through something in my personal life and can kind of adjust based on that um and i think it's just like kind of being more sensitive and and caring about how other people feel and making sure that like you said they don't overwork themselves that like they're actually doing what's right for themselves um as a person so i have a question do you have anyone or work with anyone that personally like you can't really like you're just not really compatible meaning you're not great friends like it's not something that you're comfortable like really enjoy hanging out after work and stuff but in the work environment in workplace you actually really like working with them um does this ever happen to you yeah yeah i'm yeah like and but in certain in certain cases like i still like i mean i still care about them as a person like we'll right we'll be like at the coffee machine and i'll be asking them about their weekend and like how they're doing you know but it. Like I don't think we need to be like hanging out on weekends or or going out for drinks or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still important for me that like they're enjoying like what they're doing and that things are are going well in their life. Um, but then I almost feel like the personality aspect of are we people who would like hang out together? Are we people who would be friends? Um, is is almost like a separate thing where it's that doesn't really matter as much like in mm-hmm. in some cases honestly i think it's more often where <laughs> there's the reverse where it's like you're an amazing person i would love to hang out with but i don't know if i'd work with you <laughs> and that happens too you know <laughs> um mm-hmm. so that's why to me like those things are kind of separate um what about you uh no same i guess like to be honest, I never, I never found anyone that I really disliked personally. Like just someone I can't deal with. Yeah, usually you know, it's I, not. I really well hate with. this person. It's right. I just, <laughs> you know, like right, right. I right, right. just don't feel like I wouldn't be hanging out with them. I don't know. Like it's like I don't even think about hanging out with you. 
I don't know if that's right. that's a rude thing to say, but it's like it's it's there's nothing wrong with you. It's just like nope, like not really compatible, you know? Like, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. That's that's like, natural. This is fine. That's fine. Like the I mean honestly that's how I feel like that's how I am that's my default state, you know? <laughs> that's how I am with, with the most people I meet. I'm like Yep, like you're a nice person, but that doesn't mean like we should be best friends the first time we meet each other, you know? Um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when that happens, when you meet someone and you're like, Oh my god, we we should be best friends, um, then that's that's really cool and that's a positive thing, but it doesn't have to happen. <laughs> I'm I'm more on that spectrum. I instead of like starting at a very low level of like intimacy and like uh, friendship, I guess, mm-hmm. and then working my way up, usually like, I start very high. And then just have to like adjust. Uh, so a lot of people get downgraded <laughs> immediately. But like I'm, I go all in when I meet someone. And then you know, it's not that I'm friends with everyone, but usually I start like this person is a great friend now. I just met him, but you know, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I just met her, but she she's now my great friend. Uh, and then adjust accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we have to move on. You like but, text uh, them it, the no response. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're not. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's 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 kind of telling that uh, pretty much all of the traits that we talked about are not like, it's not really about skills or, you know, <laughs> or years of ex- experience or whatever. It's just personal traits, which I don't know if that was the the goal of the question but uh yeah i think that at the end if we have any kind of conclusion is that it like what matters to what's important about someone to be a great uh co-worker and team member is all about how they are personally and how they behave and how they interact with you not really if they're the hot shit and they have a great portfolio <laughs> that doesn't matter so cool Okay, so we gotta set dishes. Let's do it. All right, so what do you think about this Vero app? Or Vero? I think it's stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's like it's app.net all over again, but even worse. That, <laughs> it's just Hello? like, don't you hate all social networks? Yeah, so get on our social network, which is equally as bad, probably. The design sucks. I, I didn't, I still don't know why it got so much traction. Um, Pascal da Silva on Twitter is pretty much like yes. doing some FBI type of shit and like <laughs> yeah, looking into some real this company. investigative journalism right there. Yeah, <laughs> he said that he's been doing interviews. So apparently, stuff. like this company is shady as f. Um, yeah, and like the CEO is like the son of a billionaire, like Lebanese, someone person, and like. <sighs> And like their previous company, I think their employees were like slaves almost. Like didn't pay and work like extraordinary hours and whatever. So all pretty much, it's not, you know, a very cool company, emerging company. It's like someone who's not, they, you know, they look shady. I don't know. I don't like this. And then the app itself. So I downloaded and I tried the app before I knew all this. Downloaded the app. Uh, it looks terrible and it's a mess. <laughs> like ux wise and it's like what the hell is going on so it's not great design um it's not that type of things like oh it's just like twitter but you know it's better experience no it's like it's worse in every kind of aspect um and there's no social graph you know as with all new social networks you would have to start from scratch no one follows you you follow no one so you have to import you know import your contact address book whatever like i don't I I don't think this will be successful. I think this will die in like a week or two. Um, and the app in itself is terrible. So why bother? Like, what's what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> I never even downloaded it. Um, so I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. I downloaded just because I wanted to snatch a cool username. But turns See, out there's not even a username. It's just like your email. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah so i didn't even know that uh but yeah. see that that was my policy too at first 
And honestly, I've signed up so, for so many of these social networks. Like, remember Peach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, these things never go anywhere. Like, there's no point. Like, I, I, I've now changed my, um, my algorithm. <laughs> and like, look, your app needs to have some form of of traction that like is actually compelling to me and i will take the hit mm-hmm. on the username fake chazan but honestly like i really don't feel like i need another social network in my life right now no <laughs> i feel like maybe we need less um and I don't... and just the way that it sort of popped up i feel like there's probably an interesting story there of how it happened but it was like in the money s- on the same day it was like just everywhere and yeah, yeah that was my first assumption is there is no way like nothing ever catches on all of a sudden like this where everyone seems like they're using it and it's not just that people are using it it's people are telling you that you should be using it and that's where like my suspicions kind of rose up where i was like well wait a minute here like i think there was a lot of like from? russian twitter trolls talking about this maybe but i saw this yeah. from like people on me on my instagram feed and no from, same from but that's like Twitter. the second like, people, layer normal people are follow, like they're real humans you know um so yeah i kind of wonder if they had some sort of like influencer strategy where they paid people to get them to post about the thing i don't know what happened but um yeah i'm not gonna be on on this app just, i don't remember exactly like where that. i heard this i think it was uh, on the menu bar podcast but it's like there are some areas there are some markets that are like pretty much impossible to, to 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 like get new players in um like mobile operating systems right operative systems it's like there's no one gonna compete now with ios and android i mean even back in the day when windows phone had a chance like it didn't really succeed. So nowadays, if you're a you know small startup and you want to build a new mobile OS to compete with Apple and and um, Google, you can't. Um, other things like computing operating systems, same. Uh, and I think social networks are another one of those. Like if you're starting now, like I don't think this is a market that you can realistically make a real difference because we've seen so many of these like attempts at a new thing and it's just facebook and twitter are too big to fail now you know i don't know too big to fail too big to fail well <sighs> i don't know I, I don't know about too big to fail but i think the barrier to entry is is just very high because mm-hmm. basically social networks the whole point is that the people you care about are on there and so when you're just it's starting out <laughs> it just, that doesn't work you know yeah. Um, and I mean, back in the day, you could use Twitter social graph so you can like follow everyone that is on Twitter as well. But now Twitter like even got rid of that API. You can't do that. So yeah. it's really, really hard. Um, you know, it's not hard to recommend cool stuff. All right. Can let's do, do recommendations. it. Okay, I'm recommending uh, an iOS game. It's called Alto's Odyssey. I think that's how I pronounce it. Um, it's a sequel to Alto's Adventure, and uh, it's I I'm I really don't play games on iOS. Like I keep I don't I I download them and I play them for like five minutes and then that's it. But Alto's Odyssey, it's like it's it's a it's a mix of nostalgia and just one of those like easy games to get into. Um, and it's just awesome. I've been playing it a lot. I think I'm on level like 16 or something. And it's this type of game, like like a, like a skiing down a mountain, you tap the screen to jump type of game. So it's and it looks gorgeous. Like this this game looks really really good. So um, yeah, it's one of those games like if you just want to burn some time, like to just look at cool visuals, kind of like Monument Valley almost, but even easier to to get into. So, um, yeah, I'm going to put the links in the show notes if you want to try that out. Yeah, I had completed everything in uh, in Alto's Adventure. And I had, like, all the good characters and everything. Um, so I was used to being able to do a lot of, like, crazy moves. <laughs> yeah. But then, 
as soon as I started playing this, like you kind of start back at the bottom level. I'm like, yeah. oh wow, I'm actually terrible at this. <laughs> this is really hard. Um, well, it's not hard. Have you unlocked the second character yet? No, not yet. Cool. So the second character like turns on the like on the like the spinning in the air. It spins faster, mm -hmm. so you can do more backflips right, and okay. stuff. Um, so it gets it gets funner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's weird like how going back to the beginning of the game uh, makes you realize that the game actually gets easier over time rather yeah. than uh, getting harder. So kind of an interesting mechanism there. Uh, yeah, really good game. Love it. All right, what's yours? Okay, so I have two recommendations this week. Uh, my first one uh, is a talk um, from uh, Virgil Abloh. Uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with him these days. He's the guy behind uh, the off-white stuff. Like if you've seen the the quotes everywhere, kind of trend. Uh, that's him. Um, are you you're familiar with him, right? I don't think so. What? You haven't seen the the Nike off white? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so I'm actually excited that you don't know about him. <laughs> My assumption was that most people know at least know about him, but um so yeah, basically uh it's this designer. Uh he's a multidisciplinary designer, so he does architecture, fashion design, um even designed furniture for IKEA. Uh, and also I think, uh, did like design music videos and stuff like that. So he does a ton of stuff. Um, right. and he's like a super interesting person. Um, he, the, the recommendation that I have is a talk from him that he did at Harvard. Um, and he, it's, it's really interesting how he's coming so much more from like the art world. Uh, but I think a lot of the, the things that he talks about can apply to the work that we do as designer, and it's very inspirational. I wouldn't say that this is the best, like, most polished talk you'll ever see. Um, but for me, it was, it was refreshing because I feel like we've seen a lot of the same thing in, like, product design talks. Uh, and this was very different and, like, really inspiring to me in in a way and like he really shows like his process and how like he designs a lot of things like right on his phone you know and it's like his design kind of philosophy is is simple in some ways like where he says um like he came up with this um aesthetic for himself where it's just like words in uppercase with with quotes basically and he's like this is this makes things super easy for me like i just design with a keyboard i can do this from my phone um <laughs> so but he has a lot of interesting ideas on like where uh fashion and technology kind of converge together um and he's like a super interesting person to follow so uh go check out the talk if you're interested it's really good uh, my second recommendation is this documentary uh, that I learned about on the Cortex podcast. So it's it's like a, a recommendation inception. <laughs> it's a recommendation <laughs> within a recommendation. If you don't listen to Cortex podcast, uh, it's a good podcast about productivity stuff with CGP Gray and Mike Hurley. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. But the thing I want to recommend is the documentary that they talk about on one of the episodes. It's called Six Days to Air. It's a documentary on uh, basically the making of South Park. Um, they talk about how long and the process that it takes to record an episode. And basically what, how most of these shows get created is that they create a, a batch, a lot of them, over months. And then when the season starts, then they just like start basically playing one episode after the other. And then like usually they're not all, all the way done when they start the season, but they have a lot of, of time. Not with South Park. South Park, like, comes up with the idea and produces the episode all in the span of six days. And if you listen to the documentary, the first, like, two to three days are just coming up with the idea. It's, it's insane. Like, it's, like, you can see, like, it's like they're running this marathon. And at the end, I think they, they deliver 
like someone has, it's kind of weird like someone has to actually go and drive like the the dvd with with the episode <laughs> um but it, they're they've like they have like three or five hours to go until the episode airs and they're like all right well now starting starting the next episode it's like how the hell can they do this um so this is a very interesting like you may or may not like south park um and the types of jokes that they that they make but i thought this was really interesting in terms of like producing content and like just being a creative person um i could relate to some of the things with even doing a podcast you know like we're doing one one a week and sometimes it feels like god damn it we just recorded the, the previous episode uh and now we have another episode to record um but although like our production values are much lower we just have to sit down <laughs> in front of a mic record and edit the show it's not as much work as producing like a full episode from south park um but i think with any type of of work um that's like recurring like this it's a, a very interesting kind of phenomenon that is different for me than just producing one thing and putting it out there um so yeah i recommend it go check it out okay um so that's it for this show if you want to continue the discussion you can do so over at spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout you can also tweet at us at layoutfm i am rafa hari on twitter um kevin is at vernal kick and uh, if you want to find all the show notes for this episode and all of the other episodes and links to subscribe and also links to buy stickers from us if you want to rock our uh, like art cover, whatever it's called, uh, on your laptop or something, you can buy stickers and you can do so at uh, layout.fm. Um, this episode is sponsored by Envision. Once again, thanks so much to Envision for sponsoring this show. You can check them out at envisionapp.com. And lastly, this show is part of Spec FM Network. So looking for more shows to listen to uh, covering design and development you can do so at spec.fm all right boom <laughs>